Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Really interesting figures out today. Um, this is the cost of keeping kids entertained during the summer months and seems to come with a fairly hefty price tag, according to this uh, analysis in the Irish Independent today. Somewhere in the region of about €3,000. That's what parents are forking out to send two kids to camps and other activities during the summer holiday period. And we've been asking you to just get in touch um, with your own experience. I mean, what are you paying out for summer camps and courses during the uh, the summer holiday holidays, Eric is on the line. Eric, you are a dad of three. What's your experience? Yeah. Um, well, I suppose the initial figure that I, that I that was advertised this morning was seems quite high. But when you actually look at it, it does kind of balance up. It does balance up close to what they say. If your child or your children are in for the full holidays, and that's probably the key the key thing, isn't it? Um, not many parents could afford to have their children in at that price for the full holidays. What I do is uh, I have two children at the age of summer camps and they will kind of go in for maybe four out of the nine or ten weeks of the holidays. Um, so it costs a nice, it costs a bit of money, but to be fair, I think it's worth it. Summer camps and uh, summer camps are great. They learn different things. They do activities that I definitely didn't do when I was younger. So for instance, my eldest daughter, she did a, a wall climbing summer camp that had archery and rowing. At this week in UL, she's doing a an adventure summer camp where they have different swimming and bouncy castles and different activities like that. So, like we would never have done anything like that. So they have great learning experiences from them. But the price the prices vary. Mm. I've I've noticed they have gone up a little bit, but the cost of living, everything's gone up. So um, so the, the adventure camp that my daughter's doing this week it was 135 this this year, while previously when she did it last year it was 120. So a small increase. But I suppose everything's gone up, isn't it? But what I have noticed, and for any parents out there, is the sports affiliated summer camps are definitely that bit cheaper. So my daughter also did a football summer camp, and it was only €55. Euros. And my, she's also going to do a badminton summer camp, and that's €60. Euros. So they're, maybe they're subsidised by the governing bodies of the sport, um, but they are that little bit cheaper. Yeah. While they, yeah. But, like, look, but they all add me, up, though. I mean, if you, if oh, you, if you say you're putting three through... Yeah, four or five weeks of. Yeah, they do. They, they add up, but um, like I, what I would say as a parent is that the, the most. Ch- well, I'm I'm fortunate. I'm a second year school teacher, so I'm I'm on holidays for July and August anyway. But what I notice is a lot of it is done by grandparents. So parents are, are working in the summer camps. They generally start around half nine or ten, and they could finish between two or three. So most working parents wouldn't be off at those times. Mm. So thankfully, the grandparents of Ireland seem to step in in a lot of cases and do the pickups and the collections and okay. maybe mind the children maybe mind the children for a few hours before the excuse me before the parents come home from work or something like that. But that's that's what I've noticed and that's what I've come well, across. Yeah. yeah, certainly from the the text that I can see coming in today, a lot of parents like they have to nearly send the kids into into summer camps and the likes because it's just the, the cost of childcare. But then a lot of them are mm-hmm. highlighting the fact sure it's it's nearly not dissimilar to childcare in some cases. Um, when you look at some of the courses out there, stay with us, Eric. Anna's in the line yeah. in Lucan. Um, well, Anne, what's your experience? Or I mean, how 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 do you find it? Is, you know, sending kids to, to summer camp and the cost of it. Uh, well, I'm kind of coming from the other end of it because I never had to do that. <laughs> I was a stay-at-home mum, and I know mums can't do that now. But I worked in a creche for a while, and we had the after-school kids who came in in the morning. Uh, Basically, when they opened at seven, they had breakfast, then they went to school, then they picked up. But during the summer months, half the time the creche couldn't take them because they didn't have the space 
to take them all day. So, like, at, at the moment, I'm standing looking out the window now and there's a football camp over on the road because we have a football, uh, Luke and United football up here. And they would charge an average of 55 to 60 from euro, which, is, which isn't bad. Mm. But that would be only from 10 o'clock to about 2 o'clock. Do you know what I mean? So, you still have to have a parent picking them up. I, I know the all-day where the children are probably in because I think Stuart Hospital used to run one and there's other places like the gentleman said that run things. But I'm looking at a school now that's across the road. I work in a school now part-time and it's closed, obviously. And there's nobody there. It's just a huge, big school, empty, with a lovely big football field at the side that the football use now and again. And that could be utilised, even if they only utilised a quarter of it, you know, and... So have the school kind of run something? Well, the school run a summer camp for the small children, latter be baby, senior, infants, first class, but that's only for a week. And then there's a girl comes in, does kind of arts and crafts and ballet. She comes in, August and that. But then again, they're all only 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. They're not all day. And it'd be around 60, 70 euro, yeah. which isn't all that bad. Okay. But like, well, you're looking at an empty school that could, if the government wanted to, have some kind of you know, something. I mean, they're, they're prepared to give people 10 or 12 grand to rent out a room. Surely they could do some kind of thing during the summer. Yeah. Well, actually, well, funny, funny, you, 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 know. yeah, you mentioned that because when we've, Eric's on, on the line and sure, Eric, you said you are a secondary school teacher. Yeah. I assume you'd hardly fancy going back in for a few weeks in the summer. <laughs> no, I'm afraid I wouldn't. But what, the, what I think the only reason in, well, what that lady spoke about is quite right. A number of schools, not all, but a number of schools, they do, allow their facilities to be used uh, during the during the summer for camps or activities. Um, I suppose the, the, the thing is getting the thing is getting teachers or getting uh, suitable adults to run the camps suitable adults are guard of it. Um, I know our school we we use other facilities. We run coding camps during the summer. There's different groups that come in to rent it out for uh, gymnastics mm. and they do gymnastics and things like that. So schools it, it is a way for schools to make money. But you got to remember as well during. Uh, from from my teaching, my 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 principalship point of view, school a lot of work is done during the summer in school. So if things break, if painting needs to be done, uh, you need four or five weeks during the summer to okay. touch up the school and fix up things. So that's just uh, one side from my yeah, my job. Okay, point of view. Uh, Jamie's on the line as well. Jamie, you run um, a tennis camp, a tennis su- summer camp. Like, have you spotted a change in in uptick? Uh, the Umtech has been very good. I found uh, it was especially good last year as the the post pandemic bounce. Everybody wanted to get out. But it uh, it definitely seems to be maintained this year. Um, it um, I think it's a vital service for 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 children now, um, especially you know it's not like the 1970s when kids were off they'd out and play. It's uh, kids tend to just stay in and look at screens, and when they're off, so you know when they come to a camp, they get a chance to be outside and interact with other kids and learn some skills. You know, have your own costs gone up this year by comparison? They to have, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, they have, and uh, you know, equipment has definitely gone up. But we've maintained the same price. Um, we, we charge six euro an hour per child, so uh, so it, um, we we managed to keep keep the uh, the charges down. But uh, the costs definitely have gone up. Yeah, so I've seen that. All right. Uh, Laura's on the line as well. Um, Laura, what's your experience with summer camps? I suppose I'm talking as uh, I'm a life coach for mums, and my business mind mommy coaching. I'm I'm talking to mums about this every day. So like even listening to what your other speakers are saying there, it's really clear that for families. There is no childcare available, like even the summer camps only run half days. So 
I think it's a real challenge um, that needs to be addressed through offering more flexibility in the workplace, um, through more government funding support. Like one of your speakers said there, yeah, even if the schools are available, who are we going to put in there? Because I suppose speaking to my mums every day and the clients I work with who are senior executives right down, like they feel that while it's a family challenge, a recent poll on my Instagram said that 95% of them as mums felt like the onus was on them. And it's, it's a real challenge because it not only impacts the entire family, but 90% of my, my mums have said they feel more overwhelmed during the summer. They have higher levels of anxiety. So I suppose, how is this sustainable? I know we're talking about the cost of it. That's assuming someone has the affordability to pay for these summer camps. But what do we do for the average family who can't afford this? Because the reality is, from the mums I work with in my business, that they're trying to do it all and we can't do it all. So it's about from the perspective of what's within your control now as a family, particularly as a mum, what are the things you absolutely need to do and want to do during the summer and how can you reduce the things you're doing because you yeah. don't feel you should. Do you know, some of the other messages coming in actually, Laura, on this and just this one here yeah. says, the big advantage of being a teacher, no cost at summer camps, but the school term should be made longer. Would that in any way yeah. offset the cost of this? Like, you see, I don't necessarily agree with that because what you're talking about there is changing the curriculum, changing our children's education to provide childcare over the summer. I think it is a wider piece about organisations that want to have diversity and inclusion. What are you doing to support women in the workplace? Are you offering that flexibility? Is that an option for you? And the government, what options can they provide to provide, I mean, not to provide childcare for eight weeks of the year during the summer, but what can they do to help bridge that gap? Because what that's essentially saying is we need to change our children's education and curriculum to, to bridge a childcare gap. I wouldn't agree with that. Like, I know a lot of the mums I work with would probably greatly accept that okay. because they're feeling so overwhelmed now, but I don't think that's the solution. Let, let me put this text to you here from a listener who says, these days, parents have kids later. Myself and all our friends yeah. didn't have children till 35 plus, which in a lot of cases means our parents struggle with helping out with the kids. Certainly my parents-in-law. My family's abroad. I have to work full time. When my baby's old enough, I don't know what I'm going to do after 2pm. I find it ridiculous. Yep, and that, that is a, a view I would hear a lot of the mums I work with all the time, all the time, and not just the summer, but throughout the year. And it comes back to if we want to keep women in the workplace, there needs to be more flexibility. This idea of having to work 40 hours a week, five days a week, is not sustainable and it's not realistic. Okay. And that, that goes, I think, like I'm, I'm obviously coming from the point of view because I am a life coach for mm. mums, but dads feel this pressure too. As a family, you know, I'm lucky, I'm self-employed. It does offer that element of flexibility. But there's no way I could be back working 40 hours a week with my husband working. I have three kids. It's not sustainable. So it's definitely a view that most mums share, I, I believe. Listen, Laura, thanks a million for getting in touch with us, for joining us today in the programme. Also, um, Eric and uh, and Anne as well. Um, lunchtime live at Newstalk.com. That's the email address. Jamie too, thanks for your time. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com. That is the email address if you want to get in touch with us on the programme today. Just a lot of messages even still now coming in about just the cost of summer camp and uh, people looking for perhaps other alternative options during the uh, the summer period. If you've missed any of the programme, you can listen back. It's on the Newstalk app. Just subscribe there to Lunchtime Live. My thanks to the production team Peter Malloy and Sound producer Heather Blackburn with research by Ross Leahy Elaine Smith and Roisin Davis the editors Mark Simpson uh, Stephanie is in for Sean next I'll be back lunchtime live at midday tomorrow 
Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.